With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions. And you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining the podcast. Let me start off by saying thank you to everyone that um, has been listening. And also, please feel free to hit that subscribe button from whatever app that you're streaming from. I would greatly appreciate it if you left me a review and rated the podcast as well. And I'm actually celebrating a hundred plus downloads. So yay to me. Um, it's been like six weeks since I've launched and I've already have a hundred downloads. Woo-hoo. I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know that to be an impressive stat, but in my newbie podcaster mind, it is. So there you have it. Um, so to begin today's episode, I have a guest interview today. She was a former co-worker and is a good friend, Monica Dennis. Monica is the co-director of an organization called Move to End Violence. She is a feminist and a lifelong advocate for racial and gender justice and equality. I wanted her to come on and talk about the organization that she works with, what they do for women, and her role there. I think it's important for all of us to know that these types of organizations exist and to know the work that, they, that they're doing. So take a listen to our conversation. With MailChimp, you get a whole lot more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. That means you can connect your data to make more informed, smarter decisions, and you get powerful automation tools like our customer journey builder to ensure you never miss an opportunity to turn shoppers into loyal customers. So if you're ready to integrate your marketing and boost sales, get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Monica, um, just briefly tell us um, about the, your, you know, the organization that you currently work for and your role there. 
Yeah, um, it's so good to talk to you, Martine. I am the new co-director of an organization called Move to End Violence, and it's a program that works on ending domestic violence, state violence, and sexual assault that women experience in the United States. And the way we do our work is um, we make sure that organizations and people who are directly working with women and girls who are impacted by those issues are receiving the, the monetary resources they need, they have the training, they have spaces to think and dream about bigger ideas about how they want to do the work, and they have spaces to network and meet other folks. So my role is in a shared leadership role, um, which is a new thing for the organization. So I, have a, I work with a co-director, and I'm, I'm really excited <laughs> about the work we're doing. So what what do you provide um, the some victims like resources maybe um, 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 the word can't come to me right now what is it uh, but I know I what you mean like like like, like shelter yeah shelter right like like yeah so we figure so you want to think about us like a a combination of like um, a funder and uh, a school where people can come and try out their new ideas. So instead of us trying to reach everybody that's working on this issue, it's more effective if we connect with people who are on the front lines working on those issues, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, we can't okay. possibly reach everybody, but if we reach 100 organizations and those 100 organizations each are working with 1,000 or 10,000 people, then the, then the reach is broader, if that makes sense. So those folks... They provide. They can do everything from like changing policy at the federal level, making sure that uh, women are safe on college campuses. Some of those organizations and activists, they work front line, like making sure going into communities, making sure women have food, jobs, places to sleep with their children on on a daily basis. Um, some provide healing services. Some work specifically with youth, and some use art as a way to heal and transform. Um, and they also work across um, issues. So we know that sexual violence and domestic assault is happening to immigrants. So there are folks who work in immigrant communities, Muslim communities, black communities, uh, um, LGBTQ communities. So really ours is to make sure they have the money and the training and the support and the rest. That's a big part of what we do. We make sure that folks mm -hmm. are getting rest and getting healing so they can keep doing the work they want to do. Hmm, that's really interesting. How did you just how did you come come to be a part of this organization or how yeah, did so you I become think, such an advocate? Yeah, so I'll answer the first question and then I think yeah. I'll back give a little bit more history about like my family and why this these issues and these things matter to me. Um I came in contact with or I was uh, made aware of the organization about five years ago when a sister friend who was working with them said, hey, you have a particular expertise around um, racial justice and this organization, people could use some analysis and understanding about like, yes, violence happens to everybody, but there's different things happening to different people. Like what black women and girls experience is different from what white girls and white women experience and so on. And so that had been a lot of my work as an advocate. People know me in community as someone who stands up for racial justice and gender justice. Um, and so I came at an invitation like, hey, take a meeting. Can you give us a training? And I did that. And then that turned into, oh, can you be 
on the team as a consultant, and then when they were looking to, you know, my work helped to actually redesign what the program was, and I'm really proud of that, the work I did in that right. community and what others I brought on actually literally changed how the organization functioned. And so when they were ready to take this step, they said, well, do you want to actually keep doing it? But from the inside, like being a, like actually shaping what's happening on the day-to-day. So um, I accepted the challenge. And I think, like, if I give you a little bit more history about how I became an advocate, so it's, it's so personal, Martina. It's really personal. So I identify I mean, do you want to? Do yeah, I'm going to share. I'm going to share. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. I do want to share. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I'm a black woman, and my family I identify as, like, a seventh-generation African born in the United States. So, like, through my mother's line, people have been surviving domestic violence, sexual violence, and what we call state violence forever, right? So, like, yeah. through my mother, my mother's people survived four generations of enslavement, two generations of Jim Crow and sharecropping in Georgia, all my family's histories in Georgia, and I'm literally the first person in my family that's born outside of the South that's not a domestic worker, that's not a farmer, and not working in a factory. And so I say all of that to say um, is that in order for my people to stay alive, they had the first act of staying alive is resistance. So I didn't come from a family that was like, oh, we're going to go protest and we're going to go do sit-ins. That's not my family. But on a day-to-day basis, staying alive, making sure they could keep their children alive, making sure they could keep their families and their kinfolk together um, and to keep them safe from, like, from Massa, from other people, from, mm-hmm. you know, violence that happens within black communities. Like, they had to come up with all of these creative ways to do that. And so um, that is what inspires me. And I'm also uh, a survivor of domestic violence. I've been in a relationship where I was, um, where I was being abused. Um, and so it's very personal to me on my family's history, but also, um, you know, what is happening generation after generation? What's the trauma that we've experienced? that um, we are being assaulted at these record numbers. So that's, that's what I mean about, like, very, very personal. Like, my family has had to do it to survive, and then I also become a generation. No matter how much schooling and access I have, I find myself in, um, um, in some of the same situations I have in the past. I think that we, we kind of have that in common as far as our family background. You know, I come from the Caribbean Mm-hmm. Caribbean background and from Haiti, so you know there's generations and generations of you know violence against against women's and gr- women and girls in Haiti as well. And it's, people don't really know about it, or mm-hmm. I don't know if they don't know or they just don't talk about it. Right. You know, from the the military police, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and how how they you know how they governed everything and the and on the streets mm-hmm. of Haiti and how, you know, they brutalized women and children. So it's, it, it's, it's so generational. Like I, sometimes you can't even believe how far back those things go. That's right. You know, I, I, I so appreciate what you're saying and bringing to context because, um, of course, I know you're, you're, you're Haitian um, mm-hmm. and, like, being, you know, like I said, I was born in uh, born in the North. I was born in New York City, and I was born in the Bronx. And you know, between Brooklyn and the Bronx, that's my rearing. And these are like Caribbean communities exactly. that also helped to shape my understanding and my politic 
and my sense of advocacy. So very early on in these real subtle ways, learning about like like the importance of Haitian the Haitian Revolution being connected mm-hmm. to the why why my people actually got freedom here in the U.S. Um, exactly. And then just and I, I didn't learn that in school. I learned that because folks like you, people like you, who are my friends, who are part of my close knit community, and I think it's so mm-hmm. important what you're saying that um, we have to know we have to know what's going on to our black women everywhere, or women in general. But like the history mm-hmm. of Haiti is so important. I feel like there's an intention to like squash that history because if we really yeah. connected to what Haiti has created in the Western world and what they are suffering as a result of being free, then it would inspire people in a way that it used to inspire people back when it first happened. And I really yeah, feel like and I mean, and, and it, and I was just going to say that it used to inspire people, but not really, not really today anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So what, speaking of, you know, inspiring, what inspiration can, I mean, can you offer to anyone listening that may want to follow this path of, you know, of advocacy and, you know, for women or just people in general? Hmm. I, I feel like my inspiration, the inspiration I would offer other people is to mm-hmm. look at the people in our families and in our communities. It's so, I think we get sold and pushed towards looking at like big historical figures who are important. I'm not saying they're not important, like MLK and Malcolm X and these figures who are who've done so much for our people, but they were connected to everyday people. So I always think about like what are the small ways my grandmother and my aunties and the women that are my peers like you are showing up every day. I'm really inspired by like um, how, in particular, how black women. Like we're always, I feel like we're always at the forefront, whether it's culture, style, sense of like visionary thought, um, how we choose to love people, how we can care about, you You know, you can do messed up things in community and we're still going to be compassionate and loving towards you. We don't yeah. throw people away. We're focused on wholeness. So I am super inspired by black women. And even when people are not trying to rock with us, they're like, we got us. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll figure it out. So I find black women yeah, exactly. extremely, exper- you know, extremely. So I, I love, I love that. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was totally agreeing with you because, I mean, we are at the forefront of, of a lot of things. Um, but um, it's not really acknowledged. That's right. You know, I feel like, like people are so. Go ahead. Sorry. We are like we are the the most college educated, I think, segment mm-hmm. of the population. Am I correct mm-hmm. on that? Yes, I, you yeah. are. So, <laughs> I mean, I know I heard that from. I know I heard that somewhere, but I was like, hmm, is that still the yeah. case? Because that was a few years ago. Yes. But, no, it's true. I think we are the leaders around politics, education, like I said, culture. People always have their eye on us, and I, I think that this, this world is socialized to be dependent upon our labor, but they haven't figured out how to honor our leadership. So yeah. um, I say, like, um, and I, love, I just love our voice. I love the way that we're going to tell you this is what we're about, this is who we are, and so that's, that's what gives me inspiration. And I think what I would ask of other folks or um, offers inspiration is just to be connected to that legacy 
that there's more history of freedom and joy that we haven't tapped into than this like short 500-year period that we're experiencing. Um, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. the fact that I am here is so hopeful to me that I, I come from people who did not know they could be free but believed in the possibility and still kept themselves alive or did whatever they did, made whatever choices right. they made to make it possible for me to be here. That gives me so much inspiration and hope, and so a lot of things that I do I um, I wanted them to happen in my lifetime, but I'm always thinking about future generations. So I'm a big dreamer. I'm like, anything is possible, and if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be black people and particularly black women and girls at the forefront. That's awesome. That's awesome. So is there anything else that you wanted to add? or? Um, Yeah, I think, yeah, the thing that comes to me is I think I – I always want to encourage us to tap into our creativity. Um, I know I came up in a family where, you know, paying the bills is important, right? And so when I think about the the career choices or what I was being told about, you know, like what I should be doing, you know, be a doctor or a lawyer, an accountant, these things that, you know, are interesting, but um, don't necessarily fuel the creativity. I I don't think our creativity is rewarded or uplifted as much um, as a career option. And so I, 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 and the women that I work with and that I learn from and that I'm in community with are some of the most creative, (laughs) brilliant people, right? Even if we're working the day job, the way that, whether it's our writing, our art, our dance, our song, our music, or just the way we figure out how we're going to take care of our families. So um, I think I would want to leave, like, just to keep nurturing our passion, our creativity, and our sense of pleasure. Like, that's important yeah. for, that's an important part of the recipe, too. Yeah, definitely. Build your own table if you can't get mm-hmm. someone else's. That's right. That's right. So that is where Monica and I left off in our conversation. I want to thank her for taking the time out to talk with me and the listeners about the Move to End Violence organization and to offer some inspiration and information to women who have been victims of violence. Ever since we had that conversation, I could not forget her words about, you know, the world depending on our labor, but not honoring our leadership and our creativity. And that's so true. Those words really resonated with me and they inspired me to tap into my creativity and look at areas where I can go deeper and continue to develop myself and my brand. So there will be more things coming for Martine's Musings, definitely. And to end, I wanted to urge you to tap into your creativity because we truly are at the forefront of many many things black women are the ones to watch we set the trends that are being appropriated right now we are the most educated segment of the population we're running our own businesses and raising entire families at the same time even at the face of adversity and or abuse so I want to thank you for listening. And again, hit that subscribe button and please leave me a review. Take care.
With MailChimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales with things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools. Get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. With MailChimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales with things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools. Get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses.